Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores as the timer actually hit zero. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. You look so young in that video. That was like forever ago. I, I, it's, I mean, anything pre-COVID is forever ago, but that one just feels so long ago. Like it was another person. It does. It does. Sorry, I interrupted your 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 normal open to the show. So go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. I mean, I don't think I could see the video that was going on there. So I was really hoping that you would be bailing me out of that, considering the fact that, uh, uh, you know, there's some issues there. We don't go live very often. So I'm, you know, I mean, as it is, I was, I had everything dead today. My, my AirPods were dead. My uh, iPad was dead. So, you know, we're, we're literally just working this out today. I mean, you can see my, uh, all my coats that I lazily just throw on a coat rack over here for Christ's sake. That's, the zone we're in today, a um, little bit of a mess, but Richie's wonderful Rams won today, so he's in a good mood, and nothing can really get past that, um, but, you know, I got to introduce him like I usually do on our show, the wonderful and amazing Richie Suave Flores. How are you feeling? I'm guessing it's going to be good. Um, I wouldn't laugh too loudly in Tom Brady's face, though. That man will come after you. Well, he, he's already won his Super Bowl, so I don't care about Tom Brady at this point. He lost. He can go home and cry all he wants. Um, the Rams did win today. What a football game. What an entire day of football. What a weekend of football. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I'd contend that the Bills and Chiefs game is the greatest football game I've ever seen in my life. It was it was ridiculous. Um, but I'm glad my Rams won. It was a little little screwy there at the end of the fourth quarter. The Rams did everything in their power to give the game away. Cam Akers fumbled a couple times. Matthew Stafford wasn't ready for a snap. It, it was just a whole-ass debacle. But they made it through. They won, and they're on the NFC title game. So I'm a very, very happy man. 
I was so happy. I was day drinking earlier today. I never do that. So uh, I'm buzzing a little bit today. I got my wine with me, and uh, I'm ready to uh, talk a little bit of Coyotes because we do have some news to get to. You're joining us here live on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. We're all over the place as we're, we're, we're live right now. At this point, yeah. we're taking over. We do have um, we do have a couple of comments here, Corey. We have a we have a comment from uh, I believe I don't know you, I don't know if you can see this or not. Probably not, but I believe this is Singer. Singer is in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Good friend of the show. Good to see you, Singer. Hope you're doing yeah, well. Yeah, it's better than better than last time when he dropped by our uh, watch along and just said "Go Penguins" and then dropped <laughs> off and and disappeared into the night. We never heard from him again. For for those of you that aren't in our friend group and and don't know, he's a big Penguins fan. So I knew it had to be him as soon as I saw Ryan and I saw Penguins. So uh, I'm glad that he's at least excited this time. He's not just dropping something about the Penguins in there. Yes, yeah, so good to have Singer in the chat. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, let us know. Let us know what you think about the NFL playoffs today. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm I'm obviously taking the Rams for obvious reasons. By the way, Corey, I did look into tickets for the NFC t- Championship game next week. $600, way too expensive, out of my price range, so I can't go. Yeah, I mean, for both of us trying to live in the state of Arizona and, uh, you know, pay prices to live in this state, um, we, we can't afford much anymore, no. <laughs> no. let alone $600 tickets. So um, I don't blame you there. I mean, maybe it's better this way. When you went to the Rams going to the Super Bowl, they lost the Super Bowl. So... Uh, maybe you should just stay away and stay on the other side. Just be watching it on TV. This is a this is a great point. The Rams have only won one game in which I've actually attended. They're one and three. The only game they won was a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys on their way to the Super Bowl. Other than that, they've lost. They lost in 2017 in the playoffs to the Falcons. They lost earlier this year to the Cardinals and back in Week Four, and then they lost the Super Bowl. So yeah, maybe it's a good thing that I'm staying home. Yeah, that's a. I think just stay home. Although this is your first time that you really could feel some type of revenge against Tom Brady. You don't get, you know, the the full revenge, but you at least get something. How are you feeling about that? You know what's funny? I never thought about that the entire time. I never thought of it as a revenge game because it's a that's, different team. That's good. See. Just the same quarterback. It's it's DB, TB12 and Gronk, but I never I, – I thought the Rams were going to win the game in the first place. I, I put money on DraftKings using the promo code THPN on the Rams on the money line, so I put my money where my mouth is. And I, I, I thought the Rams had a good chance to win this game, and they did. And so they, they went in. They did their job. They played really well for the most part. Tried to give it away at the end, but I'm a happy man, and I'm feeling good about uh, for the game against San Francisco. Which um, So anybody watching, I know – a lot of us who, if you're watching and listening to us, you're probably Cardinals fans because this is a Arizona-based show. Hop on the Rams bandwagon. Why not? We have plenty of fun players. We got the best defensive player of all time in Aaron Donald. We got the best wide receiver of all time, Cooper Cup. Made the big play at the end of the game today to set the put the Rams in field goal range to win the game. We got Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. Hop on board, everybody. The Rams are a wagon. The only thing, though, is it is very well known for basically everyone here in Arizona that we're supposed to hate every LA team. So Mm -hmm. what do you have to say to everyone who says, well, I hate LA team. That's fine. 
but you you root for you got to root for stories sometimes, and and the Rams are a good story, I think, in my opinion. They'd be the only the second team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium after the Bucks did it last year, so it happened in back to back years. That is pretty cool. I mean, it, at the same time, though, um, you know, you were a St. Louis Rams fan before you were yes. ever an LA Rams fan. So I guess, too, if people wanted to hold on to it, they could hold on to it as the OG St. Louis Rams. I mean, there are, going back to the Coyotes, there are still people who are, you know, Jets fans of the Coyotes. And it sounds so weird now that there actually is a team. But, like, so there is fans that go way, way back to the Canadian days that are still fans of the Coyotes here, like, going way, way back. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But uh, hop on, hop on, everybody. The Bengals aren't probably going to beat the Chiefs next week, so it's probably going to be the Chiefs. They've already won their Super Bowl. Like, they don't need to win another one. So let the Rams have a chance. They haven't won one in 20 years, so I think it's about time. Yeah, one 100%. I think um, every single year I have to bandwagon someone, and uh, I may be highly biased here in the fact that, you know, you're a Rams fan, but I, I will be rooting for the Rams. Thank you. Thank you. Singer says uh, he's rooting for the underdogs. Let's go Niners. Don't like that. That's not cool. I mean, I will say both of us, not Aaron Rodgers fans. So when Aaron Rodgers got his, his got kicked out of the playoffs this year at home at Lambeau by Jimmy Garoppolo, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was well-deserved. Kat was sending us a thing today that there's a tweet. You you can see it out on, on Twitter there. I'm sure she's liked it or whatever, but uh, that was pretty funny about all of that. Yeah. Uh, I Very many, many props to the Niners and um, to all the Niners fans, because that is something we love to see. You love to yes. see it. Yes. Two NFC West teams in the NFC championship game. That's pretty wild. But uh, anyway, I could go on about the Rams for like three hours. Still, like I said, still buzzing from a game. I think so, thanks to everybody who reached out to me after the game, there were several and who were like, "Are you? How are you doing? Are you doing okay? Here's a wellness check, and c- congratulations, tweets and whatnot." So thank you to everybody who did that. I appreciate that. Um, it shows that uh, my brand is strong, as uh, one of the few Rams fans around this area and in town and on Twitter. So, so thank you to everybody who uh, tweeted me and said congratulations. I do appreciate it. Um, anyway. We do have some Coyotes news to get to, Corey. We have um, some trade rumors, which are absolutely ridiculous, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, we have another edition of the um, Tankathon Simulator, as the Coyotes no longer hold the worst record in the NHL. That, of course, belongs to the Montreal Canadiens at this point in time. After the Coyotes beat the Canadiens on Martin Luther King Day 5-2, to two, Corey was watching that game. Uh, I watched as much of it as I could, and the Coyotes got that dub earlier in the week. Congratulations to ESPN, by the way, Corey. I don't know if you knew this. Um, that was the first time that ESPN had an all-female broadcasting crew for that game, too, which was really awesome. Oh, Corey's lost. Yep, Corey's lost her audio, so she'll be back. Corey will be back in just a second. But um, anyway, yeah, so I thought it was really cool that uh, – that ESPN did the all-female broadcasting crew for that 
uh, Canadians and Coyotes game. And uh, Leah Hextall and the crew did a great job with that, Linda coming in between the glass. And uh, it was terrific. So hopefully, can you hear me now, Corey? I know you, your AirPods weren't 100% charged before the show. So hopefully you can hear me now. Maybe. Can you hear me? No. Corey cannot hear me. <laughs> Welcome to live streaming, everybody. Corey will be back in just a moment if you're watching us live. But yeah, I really enjoyed the ESPN all-female broadcast. I think they should do more of that kind of stuff in the future. Um, I know a lot of people don't really like Leah Hextall and and uh, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Botterill and you know some of those um, other uh, females in and around the uh, sports universe calling games, but I thought they did a great job. That was a cool little thing, and we'll get to the Tankathon in in just a bit. Um, so uh, <laughs> coming up here again, we're gonna get to tr- uh, some Jacob Chikrin trade rumors in just a second, and I do have the Tankathon pulled up. We'll do that a little bit later in the show. Some other stuff. Um, let's see if Corey's corrected her audio issues. Are you back? Yes, I am back. So, uh, I was actually oddly enough, I don't know what's going on here. Like, um, maybe a minute or two behind. So I, it was basically like when we do the Hulu stream, um, where I was, you were way talking way in front of where I was hearing you. And now you sound like a chipmunk to me. So <laughs> here's to live audio and live podcasting. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on. Didn't we didn't this did not happen. We were doing our live stream last week. I blame technology. Technology sucks, everybody. So so yeah, thank you for people can hear you hearing like a chipmunk in my ear though. Imagine Richie with very high pitched voice. That's what I'm hearing. It's gonna be so comical the rest of this podcast. That's too funny. That's too funny. All right. Well, hopefully I don't actually sound like a chipmunk on air. If, if I am, please let us know in the comments, singer. I know you're still watching. But uh, let's get to it, Corey. Here's the here's the news of the week right here. This is um, from Sportsnet, of course, and from Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman on the 32 Thoughts podcast. Two weeks after the Coyotes had increased their effort to trade defenseman Jacob Trickren, that has seemingly paid off in the form of a legitimate offer. What the Coyotes are looking for here is a package that includes a young player, a prospect, and a first-round pick. Um, they do have that package from one team in the NHL as we speak now, essentially two former first-round players and a first-round draft pick. And to expand on that, we also had this tweet from um, that we saw earlier this week, too, that kind of went in and, and explained who that package would include and give me a second to to bring this up as well here and uh that's this is what you're looking at here it it would be a package again that would include uh spencer knight the goaltender anton lundell who is a forward and a first round pick again spencer knight and anton lundell two former first round picks and um and another first round pick on top of everything else but uh Corey, you and i have been very adamant about not trading jacob chikrin does this sway you, these reports of this package sway you at all and, and change your mind? It doesn't for me. It, it doesn't really change it for me. And the fact that, and we are kind of talking about this with um, Scotty and the fact that, because he had come in um, to talk to us about this. And then for those of you who don't know who he is, he is a, um, a, my fiance. And he was coming in to go, he goes, you have to talk about this 
on the broadcast, you have to be go on there and talk about the fact that this tweet came out and how everyone is feeling about these trade rumors. And he read it all off to us. And, and we'd already had this in our rundown. So we'd already planned on talking about it. And I go, it does not change a damn thing for me because of the fact that in the end, what really matters is having someone that you can market going forward. And I feel like Jacob Chikrin is that person. I just don't feel like Clayton Keller has the ability to be marketable the same way Jacob Chikrin does. And no matter what, it's a business. And you need to have that front runner person that can be someone that's marketable. That's what the Coyotes have lived off of. They lived off of for many, many years with Shane Doan. I mean, since the Coyotes had come to the state, they uh, lived off of Shane Doan. So um, they need to have someone that's marketable like that. They don't have anyone on defense that can really lead this defense. They need someone to be in that position. So I don't think that this makes any difference. You have to have him no matter what you would get for him. I agree. Sometimes as a team, you have to pick the pieces to build around. And Jacob Trickern, to me, is that player, right? We said this all of last season. When he was in the running to win, you know, to be nominated for the Norris Trophy, which is this is a guy who has only gotten better on both ends of the ice. He was your best defenseman. He's somebody you can count on. He's got leadership qualities. And he's still young, so he's on a reasonable contract. And I don't know why they would try to get rid of him at this point in time. Unless, you know, there's something weird going on with his relationship with the new coaching staff that we do not know about or something like that, that would warrant him wanting a change of of scenery outside of obviously the team not playing really well at the moment and, and seemingly not going to be good for the next couple seasons. So I, I mentioned this anytime this has come up in the past and, and even seeing this potential um, haul that they would get in return, to me, it's still not enough. Like Spencer Knight, I don't really know much about him. He hasn't really been able to crack the NHL lineup, obviously, because of um, in Florida because of they just signed their goaltender to a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract. But uh, Anton Lundell uh, is a player who's already making an impact um, here at the NHL level. I have his. Um, stats pulled up here from elite prospects. So I do kind of, I'm intrigued by him a little bit. Um, he was a first round pick just a couple seasons ago, um, back in 2020, 12th overall. And he's already making an impact this year. If we scroll down here, he's got 24 points in 37 games for the Florida Panthers, who are the best team in the league. So we talk about the Coyotes a lot having a shortage of talent up front. Well, bringing in this kid would, would change that. He, he's a center as well, listed as a center on this is anyway. And that's something that the Cardinals have needed for a long time is more strength up front. But is it worth getting rid of a cornerstone defenseman? I don't think so. It really isn't. This is, it would be the biggest mistake that Bill Armstrong could make. And I've mentioned this before. I'm going to say it again. For a fan base that has been on board with your rebuild so far, I think you lose a lot of fans and a lot of goodwill with the fan base. If you trade Jacob Chikrin, I'm not seeing a lot of coyotes fans on Twitter who are saying trade this guy. It makes sense to do it. And even for a haul like that, which is a nice haul, right? 
Um, you're getting a player who's contributing at the NHL level, which is a big deal. But, and I think Corey, you nailed it too, is like, who are you going to build your blue line around here? Right? I mean, you have some nice little players coming up. You know, you have Victor Soderstrom, but Victor Soderstrom, I don't think is ever going to be the next Jacob Tricker. And he's not captain potential, right? He's going to be a nice, probably top four defenseman, but he's not going to be elite like Jacob Tricker at all. So I, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I hope it doesn't happen. It This would be the Paul Goldschmidt trade 2.0, in my opinion. And I've said that before too. Well, and that's the thing is when we saw so, a someone who is a uh, captain level person on the team, the last time we saw someone like that, that was going to be possibly traded, it was Oliver Ekman Larson. And as we had said on our podcast, and, and as we had said throughout, it was always that, you know, after a certain point, fans were asking for it as well. As, as you said, you don't see fans asking for it on Twitter. They don't see any reason that would make it to be that Jacob Chicker needs to go. And also, you're trying to build a very young team up here. And you're trying to make this team good within so many years. You need someone that is going to be a veteran and would be a leader in that locker room. And that is what you are going to be having with Jacob Chikrin and where you should be taking it because of the fact that he does have those leadership qualities and he does have the ability to really be um, a blue line leader, as you were saying, and the fact that that's where they should be going with this. And you have to, you always have to have, non-negotiables on your team I I I firmly believe that I'm sure there's other people that don't and I'm sure there's some GMs out there that completely think otherwise that anyone is on the chopping block anytime but I feel like there has to be some players that you can invest in over time that you know for sure are going to be your players long term that you have to be able to build around you have to have a core of some sort or at that point you will lose fans and you will lose kind of the heart and soul of a team and a team that is going through so much right now. And as you had mentioned, a fan base that is going through so much right now, there has to be something that holds them together. And I feel like he is one of the cornerstones of that glue. I 100% agree with you. Here's a comment from Singer again. He, I think he nails it here. He said the Yotes need to break the cycle of bringing in young count for a few years and then letting them go for seasoned vets that don't help. <laughs> I think that's kind of, I think that's, that's the truth, right? They did get rid of some players that, um, that uh, ended up, you know, playing pretty well, obviously Connor Garland having a nice season in Vancouver, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and yeah, I think this is one of them. Granted in this particular trade, all these players are younger players, um, which is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't understand why we're having this conversation. Here's the one thing I will say about Jacob Chikrin that I think is the biggest derogatory mark against him, Corey, is he's missed a lot of games due to injury. Granted, last year was his healthiest season yet, but this year he's missed a lot of games. He's finally back in the lineup now, um, thankfully. But maybe that's part of Bill Armstrong's reasoning for wanting to move on from Jacob Chikrin is that he seemingly is hurt so often and that stinks to say but i wonder if that plays into this too i mean it possibly could injuries are one of the things that 
plagues the coyotes, I feel like for every year for the past, you know, three to five years in the fact that um, they have had such injury prone players and having players that are so critical to the team. And the fact that Auntie Ronta, for example, was a habitually injured player all of the time. So you had a great duo in Kemper, Ronta, but in the fact that they were both injured so consistently, um, it became slightly useless on that end. And then you would have burnout of either Kemper or Ronta in the fact that there was not the other one to back them up. And so I think that will always be a factor in any of these things. Because from here on out, the Coyotes really need to be looking at players that don't have that history of injury because they're going to need to have these core players coming towards uh, these latter years here, like getting towards the end of their rebuild where they're really going to want players that are going to be consistent and show that progress um, to really get some larger players in towards the end of that rebuild because they're trying to show them that the rebuild is working and that they would want to come here. So you do have players like your Holy grail that you throw out all the time uh, with Austin Matthews. You have to show that progression. You have to show that those big players that you have coming in, that they are healthy, that they're talented and that they will be a competitive team. So you can capitalize on players that would want to be coming to an up, up and coming team. So, yeah, I think that definitely will always have a, a piece of the pie in here is how well they are able to stay healthy. The only thing I, w- I will add this on too is maybe there is some sort of bidding war happening behind the scenes that we don't know about to where the price just gets driven up higher and higher. And then at some point you have to say yes. What that return would be, I don't really know because I I I'm not privy to what other teams are willing to let go for, you know, a young defenseman like Jacob Chikrin. Um, so maybe that would be the case. But uh, I know there are a lot of teams around the league that could use somebody like Jacob Chikrin. So um, and then if we go back to this article for a second, it does list a bunch of teams that are in on him: uh, L.A., Anaheim, Boston, Florida, uh, the Rangers, the Blue Jackets, and of course the Florida Panthers. Like. That's wild. That's a lot of teams that are in on him. And we know that Anaheim, Boston, Florida, especially um, all three of those teams are Stanley Cup contenders this year. And they're they're good. And uh, and we know Boston has had some issues on the blue line, right? Um, I th- They were in on the all of Rick Larson trade talks too. So uh, who knows? We'll, we'll see where this goes. The trade deadline is coming up in March. So it's still a long way to go if, if a deal does indeed come to fruition. But, uh, man, if, if the Coyotes trade Jacob Chikrin, it will be a, a sad day for sure here in the state of Arizona as far as Coyotes fans are concerned because it would be it'd be rough. It's, again, you're talking about another fan favorite player getting traded, and that's always rough. But, man, it's going to be a rough rough going for them if they, if, uh, if they do indeed trade Jacob Chikrin. All right, a couple other things to get to here. I wanted to bring up this article from Craig Morgan earlier in the week. I'm sure a lot of you have read it already, but if you haven't gotten a chance, I'd take a look and read it. This is something, Corey, that I feel like we talk about all the time on this show. Yes, Arizona is a hockey market is the headline to the story that was written by Craig Craig Morgan over there at PHNX. And I I did a, a 
interview with the tell as it is can't really say that correctly can i the colorado avalanche podcast here in the hockey podcast network and we spend a lot of time talking about just this and um granted most of you in arizona know this by now so we're preaching to the choir but it was really it was fascinating the way i'd best describe it is it was me like going on their show and preaching the gospel of the arizona coyotes and what arizona is as a hockey market and it just like i feel like that's what we are Corey, on this show on twitter like we're like preachers in the pulpit preaching that arizona hockey is working and it's a good thing and the community is strong here and it's just waiting to break through and become even bigger and uh, i'm glad craig wrote this story here and um and I, th- I think it's true, right? And we see it in the numbers. We see it in the numbers. We see it um, in terms of how many people are playing here. We did that story, I believe, last year, Corey, where, that Craig did where uh, there are so many people playing hockey here now that, and there just aren't enough sheets of ice anymore, which is kind of wild. And so, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's safe to say that, yes, Arizona is a hockey market, whether the Canadian trolls like to believe it or not. Yeah, it was funny as I was going down this um, article as you had put it in our rundown and I was looking at it and everything basically in it is stuff that we've said here on this podcast and it's stuff that we've reiterated numerous times and, I, and it's funny that you call us preachers because it is true in the fact that we do kind of have to preach the, the, the gospel of the Arizona Coyotes and the fact that so much misinformation comes from all of these um, Twitter feuds essentially that go out about the Coyotes between Coyotes fans and um, usually people in the Canadian market to be honest with you Um, and a lot of times it's just them wanting the Coyotes to relocate and um, you know for hockey not to thrive here in Arizona it's totally viable We've said for a very long time that a large part of it has to do with the fact of their location. Um, Craig notes this in the article as well. And the fact that, you know, they used to get sold out crowds when they were originally in in America West in downtown. So um, they definitely can thrive here. Hockey itself is thriving here. We see so many people just kind of rising through the ranks here in Arizona anymore, which is not something we, I think we ever really thought we would have seen, you know, I never really thought we would see um, in Austin Matthews, for example, that's, that's going around and floating around the state. And we we're getting to watch the story of Josh Doan follow, following his father's footsteps by, um, you know, getting drafted here in Arizona. And there's so many amazing things that are happening for hockey here in the state that I don't think it gets enough recognition and people mostly just focus on the fact that they want the team to move. And in the end, there is a high possibility that they will end up in Tempe. There's only two um, council members that don't, that aren't on the side of the Coyotes yet. They, they are um, undecided And then there's, you know, there's ones that are already opposed. They're not going to be changing their mind. But there's two people that are undecided that they could sway those votes. And there's a lot of different politics that will play into here. I I like that Craig noted the fact that um, the talks uh, 
the issues that the airport had with them being there was being retweeted by Glendale council members and stuff like that, because this will take away from Phoenix and Glendale and, and other major cities in the fact that a lot of people will be going down to Tempe to be watching these games and it will be a very attractive area for concerts and all these type of things. And as we've said before, that's what Glendale wants to do. They want to try to fill that in with um, concerts in order to make up for the loss of the Coyotes. And this would be a massive, massive place that they would have to fight with for that revenue. And it could be a catastrophe, honestly, for Westgate, especially how many people are moving into the East Valley. So um, yeah, I really think that there's a possibility this is going to work. It'll also be super beneficial for Tempe, and it really should be going in this direction. But people are constantly wanting to find something negative, and when you're always looking for the negative, you will find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad you kind of updated what's going on with the council there. Craig again put in his piece, and I was just looking at it here that um, that the Coyotes are working on an economic benefit analysis to show towards the city of Tempe. And I wonder if that is not enough to sway them. Like you were just talking about, if you they come with hard numbers and be like, hey, listen, this is how much money we're going to bring to your city if you let us build this. This is a, a win for the city. And they start to see those numbers. I don't know how they pass it up. Unless you're stupid, like you see at Glendale who sees those numbers and sees 10,000 people rolling into the stadium on a Thursday night. Like, ah, that's crap. We can, we can swap that out for concerts galore and make more money. No, you can't. Like you said, Glendale is going to be shooting themselves in the foot two years from now when nobody's shown up to Westgate outside of going to Cardinals games. You know, it's, I, I don't, it again, politics, man, just, ugh, it's the worst. It's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, go check out Craig's article. If you, if you get a chance, and if you listen to us at any point over the last several years, a lot of that stuff is not going to be new to you. We've been preaching it and preaching it and preaching it uh, for quite a while. Corey, I'm going to throw something at you here because I didn't put this on the rundown, but I want to make sure to bring it up here um, before we uh, before we move on to some other stuff. Um, I mentioned this on the uh, uh, on the live stream, but I'm going to bring it up again here this evening because we are getting ever closer, ladies and gentlemen, to skating for Layton, which is coming up. On Sunday, that's right, it's coming up a week from today. If you're watching us live, you still have time to sign up. It's $49. It's going to be out at Phoenix Raceway on Sunday all day. It's going to be a really cool event. I, I'm excited to get out there, strap on my running shoes, and try to get a 10K uh, under my belt for the first time ever. Um, I, In my training to, do, to be ready for the race, I... Did a morning run today, and I was complaining how cold it was. And uh, you know how cold it was this morning, Corey, when I decided to run? It was actually a, a very beautiful day, but I have no idea what it was this morning. It rained where I lived last night, so I'm sure it was pretty chilly in the morning. It was cold. It was cold. It was um, it was below 65. It was like 58 degrees. I, I think I ended up running at about 10 o'clock this morning. I did that intentionally because I usually don't do morning runs, but I did it this time because I want to like prepare myself to run in this run where I'm probably going to be running pretty early in the morning. So 
I was like, all right, cool. I need to do that. I need to get one morning run in. And you know, Corey, that I complain about it being cold all the time and I'm never dressed appropriately. I don't own a single pair of like workout pants, like joggers. And I also do not own a long sleeve shirt. So I stepped outside today. I was like, this is cold as heck. And, uh, and Kat was nice enough to help me out with the long sleeve shirt so I can run in and be, and be happy. And it was great. And I enjoyed it. And uh, I got made fun of because it was 60 degrees um, by several people. Um, uh, exactly. See, this is exactly what I was talking about. Jordan knows that it was this. In fact, Jordan is who I was texting this morning complaining about this, that it was 60 degrees. And I was and I got through it. It was perfectly fine. But yes, I was complaining how cold it was this morning. And I had to put on a long sleeve shirt so that I can go out and run in, in, in the weather. <laughs> Well, first of all, um, I am so happy that we have gotten Jordan to call you Richard now. It is whatever I say yes. whenever I am giving Richie some type yes. of shit, as I call him Richard. And um, so I'm very proud of that. For one. Two, uh, I am freezing at everything. I mean, I was wearing this jacket right here as soon as it got like a little bit colder. Like as soon as the sun started going down just a little bit, I started putting it on because I, I get cold at just the thought of being cold. And uh, the third thing is, can you go down, scroll down on there? Because yeah. I want to show while Jordan is watching this, um, she should still be ahead of you. Yes. In all of this, because mm -hmm. she was before. Yes. Jordan's in the top 15. So you can go donate to her page. I'll bring it up here to show her some love. Uh, it's um, Layton.SecureSuite.com slash Jobo. If you want to donate to Jordan's page instead of mine, that's totally okay. You can do that. But yes, Jordan's ahead of me on the page. But it's not about competition, Corey. It's about raising money for the Layton Ricardo Scholarship Foundation. That's why That's why I'm running. That's why Jordan's going to go skate 9.4 miles for uh, for Matt Schott. And uh, it's going to be terrific. It's going to be a lot of fun. A week from now, I have my Layton shirt back up behind me here. and. Um, I'm excited to do it. Um, there's a cornhole competition, which is also going to be happening. Um, uh, I've asked Jordan to uh, team up with me and crush everybody in that competition. So I hope we get a chance to do that. But, uh, um, and exactly, there you go. See, donate to both of us even better, even better. And yeah, we're going to, Jordan and I are going to team up and we're going to win the cornhole championship next week at skating for late. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That is awesome. I will, uh, I will figure out do you guys, do you guys have a team name? No, we your... don't. We, we don't probably should figure that out to be honest. Yeah. Figure out like a, a really fun, maybe, maybe Marvel themed, but figure out a nice fun, um, team name for your eyes inevitable cornhole championship. I didn't know about the cornhole part of this. I feel like yes. I should have planned to, um, win some cornhole here. <laughs> you can still do it you don't even have to run you can just i believe it's like 20 bucks for general admission and then you can you can come out and you can you can team up with cat and then that'll be the final so it'll be you and cat versus me and jordan and it'll be good it'll be great oh it might be an epic showdown we could have <laughs> it could be like the sporty showdown you know we just gotta mm -hmm. get we just gotta get Scotty to you know get a partner too and get in there and then 
maybe we can get maybe we can get Fern in there or something. Or mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would say Singer, but he lives so far away. But um, we you know, and then we could literally get a sporty showdown. So all you know, all these people who have done sporty with us over the years, we could all be in the finals together to see who really is the champion of us all. That'd be that'd be that'd be pretty awesome. And uh, I, I'd like to point out that uh, I think I think uh, Corey and I we've played cornhole in the past, and I, I think we're pretty good. I think Corey and I have dominated. Anytime you and I have played. Because I think we played it at uh, uh, Wilderness, right? Don't they have cornhole there? What was that? Don't, they have cornhole at, at Wilderness, right? Is that where yes. we, we played it at and we dominated and crushed it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Wilderness is, is a it's a great place to play cornhole. That is the only thing, though. Is there possibility of alcohol involved? I play cornhole better when I drink. <laughs> I don't think so. At least not for me. I'm going to be running a 10K. I can't be drinking. Uh-uh. Not going to happen. Oh, that is Ooh. true. You running. Yeah, there's no way you can be drinking. That is that is actually a really great point. That would no not chance. end well. No chance. So that's uh, my, I have my page pulled up there. It's uh, leighton.securesuite.com slash Richie Suave if you want to donate to my page too. And uh, the links are out on Twitter if you want to go take a look at that. So plenty of time to go sign up. We'd really appreciate it if you come hang out. Skin for Leighton next week. And um, it'll be a lot of fun. Scott, here's the thing. I don't own a pair of roller skates. So how am I supposed to do that? I... <laughs> you can It'd be fun. You can get some like maybe maybe that's what you should ask for your birthday. Right. <laughs> An early birthday present. <laughs> can you... I like I like the fact that singer here, you didn't put up the one that says that he was team Corey all the way, you know, that's, that's, that's okay. what happens Don't... when I run the show here. Yeah. But yes, team Corey. Uh-huh. Team uh-huh. Corey. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see how it is. But uh, yeah, I, I, I know it's funny. I, Oh, you know, it'd be really funny if I did it is um, instead of like roller blading is if I showed up with like the old school, like roller skates, you know what I'm talking about? The ones that have, yeah. It'll be really funny with the front stopper on them when you yes. accidentally go too far forward and you eat it because those things, you go a little bit far forward, the little stopper hits and you just get launched. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I should do. Not going to happen. I'm going to run. I'm going to run instead. But uh, anyway, yeah. Skating for late coming up next week. Hope to see you out there. It's going to be an exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun and uh, hope to see if anybody in the sport nations out there, come say hi. We'll be out and about. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. So two more things before we get out of here, Corey. Number one, of course, is it is time once again to bring up tankathon.com and do yet another rendition of the world famous Sporty with Corey and Richie NHL Draft Lottery Simulation. Now, this has not gone well in the past. Last time we did this, however, the Coyotes did get number one overall. We The last time we did this on our live stream of the Coyotes and Maple Leafs game, we did it. I ran the simulation. They won the simulation, and Austin Matthews scored at the exact same time. It was, it was weird, but we're going to try it again. And uh, again, the Coyotes number two right now because the Canadians have their points percentage is worse than the Coyotes. So that's what we're looking at here. Uh, here we go. 
tankathon.com simulation sporty with Corey and Richie style drum roll please oh wait a minute I pressed the wrong button sorry <laughs> we did it again we did it yes we got number one overall again we just have to be maybe we have to be live streaming during the NHL draft lottery because every time we're live streaming, it goes well. Yes. Yes. So that's two for two on live streams that they've come out at number one overall. This is, this is good so far. Maybe that's the key. Maybe the Coyotes need to finish with the second best odds in order to win the lottery this year. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Then they wouldn't have to be fighting for the first spot. Um, I, were they in the, were they in the second spot when we did this the last time though? Because they, yes. uh, okay. I was going to say, because they did win that game against the Maple Leafs and that ended up, you know, putting them above the Canadians. So I didn't know if they were in the same spot or not. They were number two at that time because of the points percentage as well. So yes, maybe that's exactly where they need to be. So there's, there's that, um, one more thing. I do have a random shit story to get to, too, that has to deal with washing your sheets in a second, um, which I think will be our sporty question this week that I'm going to put out on Twitter um, so we can embarrass pretty much everybody, including myself. But before that, we do want to tell you about DraftKings, everybody. Uh, the NFL playoffs are indeed underway. We're headed to Championship Sunday next week. You got the 49ers and the Rams, as we already talked about earlier on the show. And then we got the Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals with the surprising chance at a super bowl if they win next week and if you want to bet it you can do so at DraftKings sportsbook everybody and you can use the promo code thpn to sign up right now on DraftKings sportsbook and you can get a whole bunch of great opportunities and deals when you sign up at DraftKings sportsbook i'm trying to look it up as we speak what kind of deals DraftKings sportsbook has for you this week but i can tell you it's terrific because I bet on DraftKings Sportsbook this weekend. I took the 49ers plus the six. I took the Rams on the money line. I took Debo Samuels over in terms of rushing yards. I took that too. And then I also did a uh, four-leg parlay teaser of all four underdogs and nailed that. So I made a bunch of money on DraftKings Sportsbook. And guess what? If you sign up new to DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. You just bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. And you can do it with DraftKings Sportsbook and the promo code THPN. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a live read if I've ever seen one. The first, I, In case you're wondering if our live reads are ever edited they are not nailed it <laughs> you are like my inspiration richie when it comes to doing any type of read whether it's live or recorded or whatever you kill it every single time so i appreciate you that was tough i'm out of breath to be honest uh thank you very much scotty i appreciate that i agree that was like two minutes of me just going fifty thousand miles an hour so i i appreciate that thank you 
Uh, I always say that too, that you have an auctioneer voice every time you do that. When I do that, that's for sure. Yeah. And it's hard to do without screwing up as I think everybody who's ever tried to do a live read or tried to read anything really quickly will understand. Okay. One last thing before we get out of here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching us live, we do appreciate it. If you're watching us later, thank you very much as well. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page. We'll try and do more of these live streams if we can do them. And uh, we'll do more watch-alongs if we can do them. And, of course, we have the podcast every week. Uh, so you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast as well. And, uh, and again, go sign up for sk Skating for Lane while you're at it. Okay. So I saw this story today, and I thought it was fascinating. Um the headline reads, if you, in case you can't read it, because it's a little tiny, laundry experts claim we're definitely not washing our bed sheets enough. Now, this is fascinating, which brings up, this, which brings up the, uh, the question. I'm going to embarrass myself here, so um, just feel free to, to jump in if, um, um, and pile on me here. Um, I'm one of those people that I, I only wash my sheets. like I don't do it that often. I only wash it like once a month, if I remember, and that's it. And that's terrible of me, isn't it? That's kind of disgusting, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, I need, I need Scotty. If if you're still watching this, can you comment underneath how often we wash our sheets? This shows you I don't do it. I don't know <laughs> anymore. So like, I am not the one working from home right now. He's the one that's working from home right now. So like, he'll wash stuff during the day while I'm at work. And, um, and so I don't wash them really ever. I mean, I think we do it every two weeks is what I think we do. Um, but I'm not sure. I really don't want to read this article though, because I don't want to know what is in your bed sheets just from like sleeping on them. Um, he said once a month-ish. Okay. So we're about on the same page as you. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's not too bad uh because yeah that's that's kind of me but here's what they here's what they say if you if you read down in this story it's basically saying that you should do it basically on a weekly basis um and right here it says um if you, <laughs> right up here here we go um in some cases you should be washing your sheets at least once a week, insisting that every couple of weeks doesn't cut it. And in some cases, you should be washing your sheets even more than the recommended amount of once a week. Experts have suggested that someone who suffers from asthma or allergies should wash their sheets more than frequently to improve overall well-being. And if you're someone who sleeps with a beloved dog or cat, meow, then you should consider throwing your sheets in the washing up to twice a week to get rid of germs and bacteria that your furry friends may have left behind. So we're both doing it wrong, apparently. Um, I mean, it's funny, Scotty, I commented on here that said, um, basically, that, that dust mites are real. Um, and that is true. Like, dust mites, as soon as I learned of their existence back in, like, elementary school, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. And, like, I just wanted to literally wash things obsessively after that. But, um, I mean, it's seems like a lot to do it once a week i could see doing it every other eat uh, every other week like two two weeks at a time seems very logical to me right as long as you you aren't a, a filthy person i think it depends like what are you t a type of person like will you take here we go here's an example are you like richie for example who 
kills me on this. He would lay in the sheets in a hotel room with his shoes on. Shoes <laughs> in the bed drove me insane. Are you that person or are you that person like, I won't wear any type of clothes that I wore out on the street in my bed. Like, I have to take those clothes off before I get in the bed. Some people are, they have to take a shower. Like, my dad, he won't lay in bed with, um, without taking a shower first because he wants to be clean every time. <laughs> but they're, they're just having their own fun in the comments. I know. Um, it's great. I love it. But so... Um, like it depends I think on what type of person you are maybe but I still think like once a week is a little bit much yeah yeah I uh doctors are much smarter than me scientists are much smarter than me so maybe I should change my habits maybe that's maybe that's what we've learned once in a while on this show we learn something and this is what we learned is we all need to wash our sheets more often than we do yeah, I, I think uh, I'll at least be moving it up to at least, you know, like every week and a half, every two weeks. Maybe not every week. I just feel like that's a little bit much. But I think, again, I think it depends on how clean you are getting into your sheets. If you have, like they mentioned, if you have a dog, um, Richie, you should not have your shoes anywhere near your bed. That type of true. thing. Exactly. Exactly. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we learned on the show. We learned that the Coyotes shouldn't trade Jacob Chickren. We learned that Arizona is a hockey market. We learned that you should wash your sheets at least once a week-ish. We also learned about Skane for Lane. That is coming up next week. We need a team name for myself and Jordan Nash Bolden. If you have any, make sure to send us a tweet on Twitter at Corey underscore Richie Show. And we're going to crush everybody in cornhole next week and that's i'm just gonna leave it at that do you have any last words before we go nope i i just uh i'm glad that we got through this entire thing and i'm glad that i was able to hear this entire show i'm just very sad that everyone else didn't get to hear it but i'm glad i got to hear this entire show of you as a chipmunk um <laughs> you should have been the last chipmunk um you know there's alvin theodore and oh gosh what was the other one um Alvin Theodore and oh the nerdy one poor guy um I can't remember his name but regardless you should have been the fourth chipmunk <laughs> uh maybe maybe but yeah it was fun to do this it was a little spur of the moment so thanks for tuning in everybody um and we'll leave with this uh Scotty has recommended calling the, the team name Team Georgie which sounds really weird <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, we went to um, Top Golf with my parents yesterday, and he had to combine um, the names of um, my meet because we did teams, and he was with my mom, and they were spam. And um, his name was Simon. Thank you, Simon. That was the other chipmunk. And my dad and I, his name was Cork. So he's been on a roll with the uh, team name of morphing people's names. Together, I mean, so. and it doesn't really top like you, you and Scotty are easy. Everybody know it's scory. Nice and easy. And it sounds good. Oh, it's so simple. That's how we sign all of our Christmas presents. 
because uh-huh. I'm way too lazy to write out our name. So we just put Scory <laughs> on everything. Right. All right, everybody. I think that's uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Corey underscore Show. Follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Follow Corey at Corey Nicole with two E's. Follow me at rflores91. And, uh, yeah, and go Rams, everybody. Good night and good hockey. We'll see you soon. Take care.